0: In five, eight, niner, seven, chicken nugget. (laughs) You're listening to Destiny the Show. What is good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined as always by my great co host, Diddy, for episode 213. How was your week in hot, hot Texas?
1: Not so hot, but it, I'm super sore and super tired because this last weekend we went to the park with the dogs. Uh, and when we're at the park, we go early in the mornings to avoid people mm-hmm. and other dogs. Um, we have them on 30-foot leads or leashes, so they're not 100% off leash. It kind of let, lets them drag. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I threw the ball, and uh, Whiskey decided to run around me before he started running <laughs> towards the ball. Oh, no. And so the leash wrapped around my left ankle, <gasps> and like like a cartoon, being dragged by a horse, <laughs> I went down to the ground super hard oh
0: I'm sorry for laughing but oh you you must have got slammed
1: (laughs) man it was ah it just it knocked the wind out of me luckily I was able to turn and catch myself with my hands and chest instead of my back and my head so uh, no concussion but uh, my wrist was a little sore and when I woke up this morning my chest and my arms are just oh my god like it was arm day for the first time ever in my life <laughs> at the gym yesterday it's I'm super sore
0: <laughs> oh I'm sorry the real question here was anybody watching
1: Uh, no so Sanic was uh, at the other end of the park with Flynn and I just I screamed <laughs> I was like ah really loud and she thought I was playing with whiskey yeah. Like but like I just stayed on the ground for a little bit <laughs>
0: Oh, man, you got lucky. Always when you wipe out, there's somebody watching. That just seems to be the unwritten law of the world, dude. Like, if you're going to have a, a big crash, there's always spectators looking for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so nothing's busted, broken, no bon- bones or anything like that?
1: No, I'm good. I'm just really sore. Uh, okay. Luckily, yesterday, my, my wrist and my thumb was hurting a lot. Yeah. But nothing was broken or sprained or anything. It's It's all fine now. I'm just,
0: yeah. Muscle Next pain. time, you're, you're going to be, like, watching your feet super hardcore, I bet. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, today, we've got information about the Solstice of Heroes. We're now, like, a week into this event. We're actually getting information, dude, about the pre-patch, like, transition as we move to update 2.0. I don't know about you, but this is the time of the year where I'm starting to get really excited again. I have very fond memories of the Taken King, and I am starting to get those vibes and those feelings and those hopes that, oh my gosh, September and parts of October are just going to be really, really cool, I hope. What, what about you? Are you getting some of those nostalgic vibes?
1: Yeah, I mean, for the last three or four years, September, October-ish has been Destiny time, right? There's always been a larger update to Destiny this time of year. And it's usually in front of or like after a huge summer drought so we're really really excited but with this Souls of Heroes events like we're going to talk about it's I mean there's stuff to do now go yeah. play the game and get ready for Forsaken and it's I'm looking forward to this uh this fall
0: me too yeah you bring it up and it's kind of odd back to school advertising is happening I'm noticing a lot of times like the business sector that we're in like the financial sector like Pretty much everybody goes on vacation, RVing, doing all the stuff that, like, retired people do, and now life is starting to settle back into the normal rhythm, and I like that. I enjoy summer, and I wish we could have, like, two or three more months of summer. I could definitely get on with an endless summer kind of a world, but <laughs> there's something nice about, oh, football's coming, and school's starting for kids, and it's like, all right, we're getting back into the rhythm of things, and you mentioned The mention holiday it. season, all the food. No, 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 don't you mention the holidays <laughs> yet. That will not be mentioned on this show. <laughs> let's get into the news and talk about this summer versus last. News. All right, Solstice of Heroes, we don't need to tell you guys. Hopefully you are playing this event. I got to say, Diddy, um, first impressions are quite positive. And I talked to you in the pre-show about this. And you pretty much brought up something I think that is very important to talk about, at least with the listeners here. Summer now versus summer back then. Characteristically, like you mentioned, summer for Destiny is usually is drought time peak drought where there's not a whole lot to do whereas yeah. this summer we're coming off of war mind into solstice of heroes could you maybe elaborate on what you're talking with me about in the pre-show with or about yeah or? so a lot of
1: destiny one players will remember of course or have tried to forget that <laughs> they had we had the house of wolves update in may right after destiny one launched and then the year after that was an April was only an April update, and then but it the was after, after triumph.
0: it was still a pretty sick April update. Yeah, and so but it I was like,
1: yeah, so it was the content happened at the very beginning of the summer, and this is the first year in Destiny's life that we've had a midsummer update with this Solstice of Heroes starting a week ago, and it's not like a week or two before the fall expansion it's a full month and a week so five weeks before this new content drop and there's stuff to do and it's worthwhile and it's not over in a day or two
0: totally i was looking just kind of back at the event watching a lot of streamers reactions players reactions and If you wanna go after all three characters and you wanna finish all three character sets of armor fully, you are gonna have to hustle. This is quite a grind if you want all three sets. If you want just one full set and you're a more casual player, I think it's timed kind of appropriately for the length of this event. And if you are somebody who's been enjoying Destiny 2 since Warmind, I think you will probably love Solstice of Heroes. You mentioned, you know, players that stopped at Curse of Osiris and haven't come back. I don't think Solstice is the kind of thing that'll bring them back because the kind of grind yeah. that you're doing is reminiscent kind of of some of those MMO grinds I've talked about in the past where you really just sort of do a bunch of public events and then maybe we're gonna go do generating orbs here and we're gonna you're going to re-experience content that you've already experienced, but if you're the kind of completionist who likes those grinds, who likes putting in the time and then having the reward have that kind of weight, then you're going to love Solstice and I have to admit from a philosophical standpoint, a design philosophy standpoint, I much prefer this direction of Destiny 2 than the previous summers in which even Age of Triumph was really cool and going after those armor sets through the raids were cool but Solstice seems like the evolution, the step beyond exactly what regular and hardcore players kind of want moving forward in these drought moments, right?
1: Yeah, and it I really hope it returns next year. Hopefully this becomes an annual thing where it celebrates the last year's worth of content before the larger fall expansion. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be just a great idea to to have that, right? It just, didn't we say with didn't they say with the annual pass it's three content updates mm-hmm. after uh, yeah. after Forsaken? Yes. Okay, so yeah, hopefully that timing works out. Every three months, right? You have a December update, and then a March update, and then uh, the midsummer update, whatever that month is in the in the quarter, and then you you know have the another expansion in the fall. But I think, like like you said, like you reiterated, don't think it's going to bring players back because they probably left earlier on in the destiny Two life cycle and they would be replaying content that they most recently played. It hasn't been a long time for them since they've played that content. So, uh, and also with forsaken coming out, light level is going to be up to 600 or so. And once that story mission comes or the story mode comes through, you know, are, are we just going to blow past 400 light that easily? So, I mean, the grind right now is to get 405 light as uh, un- before forsaken And then that's a really good stepping stone into the the story missions and everything that are coming this fall. But I mean, like you said, celebration of the last year's worth of content for Destiny 2 for current fans of the game.
0: Yeah. Two main observations that I had. Number one, the story missions, the way they just literally situate you right in the combat and then take you immediately out with a very short countdown timer at the end. No cutscenes. no nothing. That was super appreciated. That was actually quite fun. And the little remixes that they did to the missions were cool. The little baby servitors having baby servitors (laughs) pop out of them was amazing. And then the other observation is there's kind of a recurring cycle with Destiny where you have the launch of the main thing in September, which is usually geared towards the biggest, most like generic, casual kind of audience. And as the year progresses, content gets a little bit geared more towards the regular and hobbyist players, the more... Not die hard, but definitely the more hobbyist kind of players. And you see that reflected exactly with Solstice. If you're a total casual who plays one day a week, you're probably not going to be finishing up your armor before Solstice finishes. And I don't think Bungie designed the event with that kind of player in mind. Don't be surprised if when Forsaken launches in September, these September launches are their grab bag to reach into a wider audience. So I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of reset back onto a more broad basis on design principle standpoints, so long as they don't take the lessons that they've learned and don't abandon the hobbyists, which I have no thought process that they would. They've talked quite openly about bringing it back to the hobby, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, gear the seasonal releases towards the seasonal gamers, really. That's what that's what it's going to be well, about yeah. in, in this September. You know, people who haven't played the game in a while, coming back, looking at September with all these new updates, all this new stuff they're going to be like, okay, maybe I'll jump on and get my $40 worth of content. And then, of course, it's more casual because, you know, they haven't been there that while. And we talked a little bit earlier in the day about uh, kind of the two extremes of content that Bungie seems to be focusing on throughout the year is that that really casual game experience and also the really hardcore in-game experience. Uh, And there's... uh in my opinion, a lack of mid-game kind of stuff, but uh, with Forsaken and all those things that are coming out, getting that uh, that hobby back into playing Destiny every single week seems to be like more incentive there. So hopefully they're going to grab a lot of people back in with Forsaken and hold them for longer.
0: You're maybe referencing kind of the jump from grinding strikes to doing end game rotation stuff basically going from the player mm -hmm. who's now like okay now all the the activities i have to do to gain power are activities i need friends online for and i can't match make these activities like raiding and night falling right
1: yeah yeah so i'm thinking like after we beat the story missions and then of course the next goal is to play in the end game activities like the night falls and the raids yeah what happens in between then right I want to be able to just if I just want to be able to do strikes until I'm raid ready, I want to be able to do that instead of oh you need to do patrol missions or public events uh, until you're this light level and then you need to do heroic strikes and then you need to do crucible and then trials and then you can do the nightfall and then you'll be raid ready. If I just want to do yeah. one thing to get to the raid, I sh- I I want to be able to do that.
0: There was certainly a lot of conversation about that when Warmind released, just kind of about the general, I don't know what you would call them, but we all know in Destiny those thresholds where you're, like, knocking at the door of 360, and it takes forever, (laughs) and then you bust that door, and you're like, why am I getting, it's like a rush to get right to 365, and it's way easier, and then you start hitting that ceiling again, and it's almost like once you break through those deltas, or whatever the the word would be, there's no, like, smooth arcness isn't quite there yet, but... Let's talk about the infographic that they put out, Diddy. Kind of summarizing a lot of stats. There's a lot of useless things in here, but I always like Bungie infographics, even since the Halo days. What (laughs) stood out to me on this one, man, is 6 million, 6.4 million normal Leviathan clears. That, even if it includes repeats, is astounding to me. I would think the number would be far lower. What about you? Uh
1: I... this it surprised me. Yeah, I think it would have been lower, but uh, you know, man, the Leviathan I think was a more accessible raid because of the Wh- less, well more accessible amount.
0: in contrast to what, like King's Fall.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, in in that that there were less boss fights uh, to worry about, ad clears and damage phases and all that stuff. It was more puzzle based. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's great. I mean, it, I think it just shows how much Destiny has grown over the last couple of years. Where the normal raid clears is surprising, right? I mean, you wouldn't have thought that many people would have cleared. Uh, probably Crota's End, but maybe like not not even Vault of Glass or. Definitely not King's Fall.
0: Oh, I think this has to include repeats. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but that seems insane when you look at probably like the achievement ratio on PlayStation versus like the player base on PlayStation. But I still think it's a larger number than what I had expected. Prestige being about seven hundred and sixty thousand. So take that into consideration. Six point four million normal raid clears for the Leviathan, seven hundred and fifty thousand for prestige.
1: That about ten percent. A little more than ten percent, right?
0: You see that kind of crossover. Um they don't give us the eater of world clears, they just do kills and the deaths and all that jazz. 263 million public events cleared. That's pretty I don't know, jumps out at me and then the last two <laughs> big ones, 8,750 players with Redrick's Claymore, much lower than what I would have expected. And then one hundred ninety four thousand fifty one players with Whisper of the Worm, much higher than I would have expected. What do, what do you make of those last two ones?
1: Yeah, I, th- that Whisper of the Worm number seems really high, considering it was it's time gated and it hasn't been out for a very long time. Yeah, I, I would have to assume that that's a characters and not account wide. Uh, however, the Redrick's Claymore, remember that's the uh, that's the Crucible yes. ranked reward mm-hmm. i think that's about right yeah that's that's, that's not a to, lot of players when you look that is at not all a lot of players consoles. that can do that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah well i mean it it makes sense let me try and pull up the ranks one last time here just before uh we get into this thing i don't i don't know i, I like seeing these kind of numbers but i always I do if you too. could see one stat that's not listed here oh wait I know what stat I mean, you want to talk the about. The one stat that I really
1: wanted to know, they put at the bottom, and oh. that is shaders deleted, which is just hilarious that they put that in there. That's 807 million shaders deleted in <laughs> Destiny 2 since launch. That is, man, you got you to gotta praise their humor. At least they can laugh at themselves, right?
0: That is pretty funny, and it's soon going to be more, dude. It's soon going to be a whole lot more yes. now that we're going to get those five stack deletions.
1: Heck yes. Thank you.
0: I would think, so we have a new platform in the mix. We know PlayStation 4 is still obviously the biggest Xbox One behind it, and then PC being kind of the smaller one in that spot. I would have loved to have seen a breakdown um, a little bit further about, like...
1: by console. Yeah,
0: don't you think? Yeah, if if you saw, like, out
1: of that 8,700 people with their Redrix Claymore, like, 500 of them were on PC, you'd be like, yeah, that's right. I'm top 500 Crucible on PC.
0: Yeah. So I always I always forget, like, the bottom rank here. I finally pulled it up. Guardian, Brave, Heroic, Fabled, Mythic, and Legend. I don't know if I mentioned this in the show, but Sassy from Sassy Super Good Advice and a bunch of his Australian friends got Legend a few weeks ago. They've nice. been working towards getting the Legend rank for a long time, um, and they ended up getting it, I don't know, maybe, like, three or four weeks ago. And I just that that's a cool accomplishment, and so I do know <laughs> I do know he sees about the same like thirty or forty people <laughs> all the time once he reach up to that point, so that
1: is super awesome
0: all right, so before we get to forsaken on September fourth, some weapons are being retired um year one comes to a close if there's certain particular um let's say. I can't remember. I think Destination weapons. Yeah, Destination weapons and armor sets are still going to be preserved in Season 4. However, Vanguard, Year 1 weapons and armor and seasonal rewards are going to be retired. That goes for Crucible weapons and armor and seasonal rewards, Gunsmith, Ikora, Trials of the Nine, Iron Banner, and Cade Stashes, which is that Year 1, you know, emblems. Those are going to be going away. So, Collectors, grind, 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 grind. You have until September 4th. They do note that a small number of weapons that you know and love will be updated to year two standards featuring random roles in the capacity to accept year two weapon mods. They then included uh, better devils with like a billion different shader options there. So <laughs> I guess we can assume that's going to be one of the ones that's going right. to be making its way into the year two.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. With all that said, Wait, is
1: this? Is this a meme? I'm checking this out right now. Didn't, isn't the meme like, how can I make my tenth better Devils better or three, four, five? Worthwhile? Oh my god! And there's gosh, ten better diddy. Devils in the TWAB.
0: Bravo, Luke Smith. Never, I mean, if oh that's not, God, even if that's not intentional, that it is, is.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Man, you could put that on Reddit if somebody not <laughs> hasn't done that already. I'm sure we're like eight weeks left uh, late to that party, bro.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay. Eight weeks left, even though this came out last week.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how it works. We're always way behind when it comes to the <laughs> internet and news. The Forsaken Combat stream is tomorrow, August 7th, which by the time you're listening to it, it's probably already happened. Watch on their twitch.tv slash Bungie page, and you can check out the VOD there. They're going to be showing off the new weapons, talking about the new mods, and showing what combat will be like in the second year of Destiny 2. They're going to show you the sandbox. I bet you Wysunewski is going to be in there. We've seen these streams before, and not to be a total downer, I always prefer Vidocs, short, polished, seven, eight minute little Vidocs versus these streams because especially when it comes to sandbox, there are a lot of clips that you can't just magically make happen while the devs are playing rumble on the side. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be rude. There are moments of magic and moments of blandness. No, no, no.
1: they've got Holtzman now. Oh, that's right. make the magic happen
0: live. I think his contract actually concludes here fairly soon, and he's going to get to go back to doing content creation. I overheard that. I mean,
1: you know, best case scenario, they offer him a full-time job. That'd be great. And he continues on. It would help Destiny out for sure. Be an R-guide to the Destiny universe, you know?
0: Man, I wish they had an in-house dude who could produce, like, beginner guide kind of stuff. That would be so viciously cool. So, in-game tutorial with Holtz
1: like how a lot of tech companies uh, Microsoft for example they have a lot of how-to or troubleshooting guides Microsoft official stuff you know yeah. have bungee official guides that would be I mean that put people like Dotto out of a job but you know or so. just make Dotto just an kidding.
0: NPC in Love the game Dotto. and when you talk to him it pulls up his YouTube playlist
1: yeah. yes so you know how they're putting the lore into the real book put like Dotto's videos straight into the game perfect embedded
0: teaches you the basics of the new raid or something like that
1: (laughs) Holtzman is a new vendor in the tower who plays Dotto guide videos
0: it (laughs) would never happen but it would be so cool if they could build a training (laughs) raid that's just a very baked down experience of how to use an artifact and how to stand on a plate and (laughs) how to complain about bad lag and teleportation and oryx didn't spawn
1: I mean, they've got the training mode in Overwatch, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To you know, test out your heroes and everything. Do that for all the different mechanics. Like that would be, because ever since Destiny launched, they the community has wanted like a shooting range in the tower to test out new weapons.
0: Yeah. Myself Do included. that,
1: but on a larger scale, training mode, and you get to select what you want to train. Yeah. Relic carrying. Other stuff and you know, that would be super awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do it for the 12, and that's probably going to pretty closely wrap up the show. Diddy, we talked about it at the start. This is our favorite time of the year for Destiny 2, so I will oh. just say to listeners, like, enjoy it. Enjoy this time. The salt will return. Don't you worry. Critique and all that jazz will return to the subreddit. It always does, but I, I sort of think for right now, just put on the enjoyment pants and experience and enjoy, you know, the four to six weeks of Forsaken and maybe longer, but I know I'm going into this excited just to nom on some destiny to enjoy and see what a year of progress has brought them. And I
1: mean, whenever you get a new meal, if you're not cooking with salt, you're not cooking right. So <laughs> there you go.
0: It adds just enough sodium into the mix. Just enough flavor to make it interesting. Oh, right. Well, before I close, I want to say Battle for Azeroth, the new WoW expansion, releases next week. This is an honest plea and urge to you guys. If you have a PC or a Mac, the game is optimized for a ridiculous amount of systems and you have some free time. WoW is awesome, and I really think a lot of Destiny players would enjoy World of Warcraft. I'm very excited for it. I've played off Don't they have
1: a new, more accessible payment model as well?
0: They do, yeah, that's a great point. So previously you needed to own the base game, which was $20, and then the $15 a month subscription fee. That base game for 20 bucks got you all the expansions except for the most recent one. Well, they did away with that, and now if you pay the $15 subscription fee, you have all of World of Warcraft except the most recent expansion, which is a ludicrous amount of content. And... It's insane, that kind of value in the playtime that you can pull out of the game. Now, if you want to experience the most current stuff, Battle for Azeroth, you're going to be shelling out a hefty penny. I think it's 60 bucks, like all the expansions are, but I highly recommend it. They have free trials of, wow, you can test it out if you don't like it, put it down, move on, that kind of a deal, but I just, I've loved this game, and I love releases of new expansions, so... Just a heartfelt Dragoon encouragement to you guys. If there's even an inkling of interest when I'm saying this, do check it out. It's the best <laughs> time of the year you know, to experience this. New expansions come out about every two to three years. So I'm off my soapbox, Diddy. Now your soapbox. Where can people find your content?
1: Twitter.com slash Diddy D-T-S, DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S.
0: You can find the links from today, well, just the 12, on our website, destinytheshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at destinytheshow. We only tweet the show out at this point, so if you just want a reminder, there it is. Uh, you can follow me, at BBKDragoon, on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all, all the places, and... You can talk to us in our Discord over a 1000 some on members, strong, discord.me slash destiny, the show. It will be getting more active when Forsaken is around. We have a pretty regular and awesome cast of people who talk in there on the normal, but definitely around expansion and content releases, it brings in a whole new set of people, and you may find, I don't know, some friends to raid with.
1: Hopefully. We got some slots in the DTS clans. Join up.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time.